0: the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 41, titled Strategies to Grow Your Business. I am your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media with Go Legal Yourself, and please do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Knowledge is power, and at Go Legal Yourself, we pride ourselves to bring you knowledge from the best experts in the industry who know business inside out. Get ready for a life-changing show as we empower all business owners and entrepreneurs to dare to become successful. This show is about helping you become successful entrepreneurs, and we thrive on bringing you education that gives you the tools to run your business with confidence. Today is that show where we interview experts in business who can help you become successful. I'm joined today by Neil Sperling. He is known as the world-class problem solver and the world-class connector, and he is a strategic advisor. Welcome, Neil.
1: Well, thank you, Kelly. It's absolutely a privilege to be here. And listening to your intro, I have to say, I just think we should skip the show and go right to you. And how can we hire you? Because I'm already impressed.
0: Well, thank you. Well, I've done my job then. And so I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I'm going
1: to go get some lunch right now. So it's been nice to share this time with you, everybody.
0: Yes, exactly. I am so, so pleased that you're able to join us now.
1: Well, I'm even more pleased. So we're two pleased people.
0: There you go. First and foremost, I ask all of my guests to share a favorite attorney joke of theirs.
1: Okay, well, that's going to take about half an hour for me to go through all the many attorney jokes I've heard. But I think one of my, my probably my favorite, was actually told by Ronald Reagan. So, Kelly, what is the definition of government waste?
0: What is the definition, Neil?
1: You came back too quickly on that. We didn't even think about it. So, in Ronald Reagan's view, the definition of government waste is that a busload of lawyers goes over a cliff, (laughs) but six seats are empty.
0: I know, I know, but in all reality, I know you love lawyers.
1: I love you as a, my <laughs> lawyer, and that's why I selected you. And boy, have I been lucky! So, okay, she paid me to plug. No, she I. Didn't do I that. know, I know. <laughs> the, the
0: checks in the mail.
1: Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm I'm so grateful that the stars aligned and and we were able to connect because uh, you are the exception to many lawyers, and I would definitely want you on the right bus that didn't go over a cliff. Because if you. I'm ever in trouble. You're the person I would get on that bus with, so there I, we are.
0: I am the good type of lawyer. I'm the you lawyer are. that a business owner definitely should have.
1: You're, I, you're absolutely.
0: So you and I go back a little bit. We do. Do you want to share with the audience how we met?
1: Gosh, um, you know, that's you're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to remember. I oh, of course, we we met at a uh, inventors seminar. Yes, we did. And you were sitting right behind me. And, you know, you were very uh, inquisitive looking and, and involved in the, in the discussions that were happening on stage. And I just turned around and introduced myself and we hit it off. And I found out you were a lawyer and you were multifaceted in your talents. You may want to share that at another time or this time. But, yeah, I, I learned that you had a product. And I just naturally wanted to see if I could provide some uh, some focus or clarity with that. And it led to this relationship.
0: It did. and. I have been extremely happy just knowing you because you truly are a world class connector. I have to share with the audience that the month of June was my name day month. It's my it was my birthday, June sixteenth, and I get the entire month as one does. And during that month, inventors digest did a piece on me, they did a story on me, and in fact, I was on the cover of Inventor's Digest. And I really have to thank Neil, Neil, thank you, for the introduction to uh, the uh, the producers of um, Inventor's Digest, so thank you for that. It's
1: my pleasure, and you know, in fact, um, where it all started, when you were just thinking about writing the book, if you recall, I came to you and shared a system, an approach to writing a book in and very little time because it was a system. And that's what I love doing with people. I love finding clarity uh and helping them to clarify what their mission is, then throwing in the aspect of precision engineering it and then sequencing it. It's a really a three-step process and most people aren't even clear about that.
0: No, they're not. Before we get into that, yeah. I do want you to share with the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Well, there there you go. <laughs> Was that concise? Tell us us
0: who, exactly, tell us who Neil Sperling is.
1: Well, really, you know, actually, I have to share that for many, many years, I didn't understand my passion and my purpose. It didn't come to me immediately. So for a lot of people who have that clarity early on, you're very fortunate. Uh, I went through a lot of trial and error, a lot of mistakes in my life. I like to joke with people, I've used this line frequently, that I've made every mistake in the book twice. And the reason I made every mistake in the book twice was to make sure the first time I was making that mistake, I was making it correctly. (laughs) And I did and did. And did, but eventually it became clear to me that that was not working. Right. So you know, the only options left were to do things the right way, and I often tell my clients there's two ways to do things: the right way and every other way. There you go. So I've learned that my by my own personal through my own personal experience, um, I, I, I eventually understood that people who were successful they had systems. And so I started to really research that, and I studied inventive genius, and I studied, in fact, some of the great masters in in genius thinking, uh, right up to Einstein, Edison, Da Vinci, Steve Jobs, Tesla, anyone who really was achieving incredibly hyper-successful results in their lives, and, and what they had in common, what was different between them, what could be quantified, packaged up, simplified, and retaught to first teach myself that to see if these, these approaches were actually things that I could use in my life. And then and, and I could, and I did, and I started getting incredible results, and as a result, started teaching these to others and became a consultant and advisor. And, and now I've, I've had amazing experiences coming from a lower-middle-class family. I, I think I've connected at this point with over 55 billionaires, uh, the President of the United States, uh, captains of industry, Nobel Prize winners, And and, um, it's just been an incredible ride and and a lot of richness and fulfillment in my life. And so I've I've made it my business to share that and share what I've learned along the way. And that's what I'm doing now. And I can do it. It's amazing. I've had these systems that can be applied to any field. Uh, basically, if you're an architect, a photographer, a lawyer, uh, right up to uh, an entrepreneur, right up through millionaires and billionaires, because I think often we don't see our own lack of clarity because we're too close to things. But by a pro, uh, applying these particular systematic approaches, it provides the clarity, it provides the precision, and it provides the systemization. So
0: one sequencing. of the one of the reasons businesses fail is because there is a lack of clarity. You just hit it on the head. I have just finished my second book, Neil. It's called Go Own Yourself. Right. And a particular chapter in that book, which is one of my favorite chapters, was on leadership. Mm. What, what makes a leader, right? A leader has to have clarity. They mm-hmm. have to be able to show or, or um, show that clarity to the group so the group can understand it and then they follow. Right. So if, if the business owner does not have that clarity, where are they going to go with this?
1: Well, exactly right. And it is one of the most important elements, but I don't think it's the only and exclusive element. So I've actually been invited now to give masterminds and get more involved with speaking on leadership um, and the system of leadership. And I found that my same basic principles apply to that as well as any other subject. Uh, It's getting in the flow of a, a mode of thinking where you understand that all things are systems. And so all systems are comprised of processes, and all processes are comprised of the elements beneath them. And if you start getting in that modality of thinking, you can break down things and start making a list of all the elements that would feed the processes that would feed the ultimate, most optimized system. And so if you take that approach and can apply it to leadership, you understand that clarity is a key piece. But there's also other elements if you look around and see examples of success at work, such as humility inspiration you know the, a lot of leaders uh, because they're insecure try to lead by um, command and and dominate and think that's leadership and very often when you survey the people who serve them they they say no i don't like to be forced into situations i want to be inspired and i want right. to be truly led right and so when you come at it from this approach you can literally break apart any system including the system of leadership to more fully understand it and more fully maximize its benefits Uh, and and have greater results. And so that's what I love to do with any kind of system.
0: So give us an example. Mm -hmm. Say you're working with a world-class attorney. Hint, hint.
1: I'm looking at one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How would you, where would you start?
1: In terms of helping
0: Helping an attorney get to the next level Ah, in their business.
1: Right. So for attorneys, I think often, you know, like many of us, we're so consumed with the process and execution phase, we don't take enough time to lay a proper foundation. Many people want instant results, and they want the bottom line, and I've talked about this in other speeches, but you can't close the sale until you first uh, make it. And, and so there's a sequencing to even understanding how to make a sale, meaning how to gain more clients, uh, how to close the jury and down in the way that you wish. And it goes back to this whole process that I've just shared with you. Um, I think in fraternities' cases, they also tend to be very transaction-oriented. Yes. And and that's unfortunate because we live in a world of relationships. And if you really want durability and you want to grow your business, it really is all about relationships as opposed to transactions. I often like to say to people that the relationship is the fountain. The transaction is the glass of water. And so if you want to be enduring and prosper and grow your business, much of it happens through referrals and referral marketing and people who know, like, and trust you and have had great experiences and sing your praises. Referral marketing is the number one source of getting more business, but most attorneys because they tend to be more into the transaction and, and into the, the process of the deal, as opposed to really understanding and building the relationship with their clients and the rapport and the trust. Um, they lose out and miss out, I think, on a lot. And that's why you stand apart because you know that. You, you practice that already. You're very relationship-oriented as opposed to the av- average attorney. People uh, quickly know, like, and trust you and sing your praises. I, I've gone out of my way to help you because you've been very, very much like that in helping me.
0: Thank you. I would have to say, Neil, that 99% of my clientele, they were all referrals, all of them. Oh. I've probably had 1% that found me on the net. So you're absolutely right. Yeah,
1: I I would, I would believe that. Sure.
0: So, if a business wants to grow, let's just pick any type of business. Let's let's say a consulting business, Uh right? So, a consulting business is that they've just started up. They've got all the legal ducks in a row. They are exploring marketing opportunities, but they want to grow to the next level. Meaning, they want to uh, grow their bottom line, right? Uh It, it, It truly is about money right? You're you're in business for one reason. Yes, you're helping people, but you also have to pay your bills too.
1: Absolutely. Although I think in sequencing that, I think if you do what you love and love what you do, that it will show and attract uh, your more optimal clients. And the money is the result. If people make it the focus, then you're chasing something that can never really be truly optimized because there is a sequence to that. And, and if you're, you're in the right frame of mind and you're interacting with people who love that you love what you do and love the results, the money will always follow. So I do counsel people never to always focus on the money. It's, it's important to reverse engineer from the amount of money that you'd like mm-hmm. to make through your talents and gifts. And, and there's ways that I share with people on how they can do that. But I think it's also important to keep your focus and your perspective about your life.
0: So when you and I met, I'm going to say it's probably about a year and a half ago when we spoke about taking me to the next level. Uh-huh. I knew inside, deep inside, Neil, that there was another calling for me, if you will. Uh-huh. I love practicing law. That will always be my passion. That will be, right. always be my number one love. Right. But I felt like there was more to what I could offer and other than just billable hours, right? Other than just meeting one-on-one with with a handful of clients. You wanted to
1: feed your soul and feed your spirit.
0: There you go. But most importantly too, I truly, truly care about entrepreneurs and I really want them to succeed. Mm -hmm. So what's the best way for me to reach as many entrepreneurs as I can? And that's when you mentioned to me at that time, you said, well, have you written a book? (laughs) My eyes kind of went ding, 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 a book. I've never written a book. And so you said, well, Let's start by you writing a book and um, making that, you know, bestseller on and, Amazon, and, which it did.
1: And also giving you the structure and the clarity of how to uh, lay the foundation for that book and and do the building blocks. Again, systematizing that and sequencing it. Um, you know, I think writing a book uh, provides the ability for people to stand apart from their competition and telegraphs to people that you are an expert in a category and therefore allows you to stand apart from the competition and rise above the competition and get better known as a result see how you even sequence that so it's really important to understand that yes when you write a book it it allows you to go to the next level and amplify your reach and results then the question is what book How do you stand apart? What is your unique selling proposition? And we all have them. There are 7 billion people on this earth who have some kind of a calling. They were put here on this earth, I personally believe, to do something. And very often, you know, when they survey people at the end of their lives and they ask them, what's the thing you most regret? It's not what they did do. It's what they didn't do. And so I believe that we're all here to find our passion and our purpose. And it's in, you know, the broader strokes may be being a lawyer or right. being an architect. Right. And that's what we do. But it's not what it feeds our soul. It's not what we live for. And it's not our special gift. And so when you find your unique selling proposition, which I often help many professionals to do uh, through you know, the clarity part, the, the, the first of the three steps, um, then you can get into the precision engineering of how to roll that out. And once you precision engineered it and you sequence it properly to get the optimal results, you, you things start to just really manifest. Did you find that the things, and once you had this out there, were growing for you in an amplified type of way, and like you were almost like a gathering of the waters of a tsunami <laughs> r- lifting you up? And It was and,
0: incredible. Yeah. Neil, it was incredible. So I started off with Go Legal Yourself, writing the book. Mm-hmm. And then that actually morphed into, well, how else can I truly help entrepreneurs. Everybody knows legal is very expensive. You can attest to how expensive legal is, but I wanted to make it very, very simple and affordable for entrepreneurs to to protect their bums, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I protect entrepreneurs' bums. Now, that's where the the whole idea came from was to create some packages for a startup package, a entrepreneur that wants to start their business or a company that's in existence who wants to grow their business. So I came up with the growth package. Now, this is, you're absolutely right. You start off with an idea and you actually create that idea into something solid like a book and then from there you keep growing and growing and growing and it's pretty incredible i'm a living example of that
1: well and and here's the interesting part of it you know moving past the transaction-based thinking uh look how life works i i helped you and now my bum is so papered up <laughs> thanks to you I, I have probably the most papered up bum. <laughs> that I can think of, if anyone else I know, but it's because you were, there was a reciprocity here, and, it, and it, it morphed from a transaction into a relationship. Right. And we, we provided things to each other, and the sum is greater than its parts, I believe, for both of us, and we're stronger for that. And I think if people shift into that mindset, that if they share their gifts, um, it will come back the tie goes out the tie comes back and that's not a transactional mindset that's something that elevates itself to a much higher level of frequency and resonance and resonates with people and they want to be around you they're attracted to you and they want to sing your praises and they do to other people and as i said this whole thing amplifies so it's a wonderful thing to see
0: share with us a story of a a success story that you're able to help a client of yours and where they are today
1: gosh I mean there's so many that, that I would think about um, I think that uh, you know you were certainly one that I'm proud of um, I, I would say that uh, at, at one point years ago I was invited I had the privilege of raising money for the president at the time, was invited back to the White House, and somebody said, you know, have you gone downstairs in the basement? There's something interesting there. So I naturally thought, I didn't even know the White House had a basement. But it turned out the United States Secret Service had a benefit fund. They were raising money for injured officers and agents uh, killed in the line of duty. And I thought, you know, that's a really special cause. And they had a gift shop. And they were selling uh, merchandise with uh, the presidential insignia, Air Force One, on, on... various things like uh, travel planners, uh, apparel, and and making not that great amount of money because it was limited to the people that were coming downstairs who worked at the White House or visiting the White House. Right. And I instantly saw the ability to amplify their reach and results by selling it all over the world because it was a unique brand that was trusted and in many cases beloved by many people. And it took me two years to convince them to, to test this out. But as a result I said give me your most successful product which was a christmas ornament they sold each year and through my own process of using these pieces including with branding and getting into the precision clarity of how you brand something that instantly speaks to the core nucleus of what the product or what the service is uh, I came up with support our troops very simple on on the the Christmas ornament. So it's not a liberal or conservative thought. It's it's an American thought. Right, right. And by amplifying that message through that branding, it became their most popular Christmas ornament ever sold in 15 years. So they began to trust me. And as a result, in working with them and, and another colleague, uh, we started uh, opening up the opportunities with all kinds of new lines. And I, I think I created a, a sportswear line. That I invented this brand called... Uh, the White House Country Club executive member mm-hmm. playing on the prestige. There's no White House Country Club, <laughs> right? But, but people said, you know, I, I, I can identify with that. I'd like to be a part of it. So just creating out of thin air new products, new ideas to amplify on the core branding message. And I think they went on to raise gross at least millions of dollars. And, and that money went back to help a lot of uh, worthy charities. So I'm proud of that one. And there are many others I could cite.
0: My husband and I, we were in D.C. Hmm. This was back in um, January, February time of this year. And on our way home at the airport, I saw all of this, you know, presidential insignia, White House, all of this stuff. And we saw these mugs that had commander in chief on them. And I kid you not, Neil, at that time, when I saw that, I thought of you. I thought, wow, this is
1: because... I I don't think I licensed that. There are other competitors out there. this is exactly what you obviously started it. it. Right,
0: right. And I thought of you. And obviously, we had to buy two mugs, you know. Right, (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, it's just a nice feeling to know that most people in the world don't just want to do their job. They want to leave a legacy. They want to have some kind of an impact. And for the better. I mean, we're all here to improve, grow, and graduate, I, I assume, someday. And and so, you know, the really the whole idea here is that you can take that spark of creativity, hone it, refine it, shape it. And, you know, if I can counsel or provide support for that to help you get on the right path to monetizing it, it's a wonderful feeling to monetize something that you're truly passionate about and, and, you know, love to help people with.
0: Who would your ideal client be?
1: Well, um, I, you know, I probably could help people in most any category at this point, but I think it's somebody who's coachable and, and somebody who's prepared to invest in going to the next level. Unfortunately, there's a mindset out there that I've all too frequently encountered that people still want something for nothing or because they've had bad results in other situations. They're hesitant to invest when the right opportunity comes along or it can't even recognize it because they've been so wounded by past defeats. And and so I'm really looking for somebody who has an open mind, who has, you know, the financial basic wherewithal to to invest and, and will be coachable to follow the results and take the correct path roads that will allow them to be fully the the person that they would like to be and, and achieve what they'd like to see.
0: Our audience is becoming very savvy now through listening to these episodes that we bring to them. And again, we we interview experts such as yourself within industries that can really help entrepreneurs Uh and business owners. Uh And that's the whole thing about Go Legal Yourself. That's why it was created to help business owners become successful. I love two things that you said. The first one was to leave a legacy. No one thinks like that anymore anymore. When I meet with a client, I ask them, what's the big picture? Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even know what the big picture is. All they know is I need to incorporate and I and, and, and need to sign up a new client. Right. Well, let's think broadly, right? Think bigger than that. What are you going to be doing in a year, in five years, in 10 exactly. years? How are you going to be remembered?
1: I have a uh, mentor who is a self-made, close to being a billionaire. And um, he's taught me a lot of the principles that helped him become successful. And one of the most important is to reverse engineer from your goal, but you first have to have clarity about your goal and where you <laughs> exactly. want to be <laughs> in that goal, <laughs> and, and at what timelines. Because X is a function of Y. I've had people who've wanted to make a million dollars in a time frame, or ten million, or a hundred million, and they're all achievable if you're realistic, not only about your goal and where you're at, but the components and pieces that you need to put in place, and through the proper channels and and market. Uh, Uh, vertical markets to get there and then most optimally you know is step three the sequencing where you put what piece in what place at what time frame to get the clarity and the precision to then sequence to your goal so I help people obtain that clarity by reverse engineering from those different points and it's a very effective tool and approach
0: and I know that you have created these systems where you help your clients and you mentioned in the past that there's a five-step process right i do not want you to go into that because i want people to reach out to you and find you and say neil i want to hire you for your five-step process and i know that uh, it is your intellectual property and it's not something that someone can google and find on the net Um, you truly are worth every penny the other thing that i wanted to touch upon neil that you brought up was You need to be able to invest in yourself. As business owners, we don't think like that. We're thinking we have to invest in everyone else, right? Well, the other thing is people
1: think often that they're spending money and they're reticent to do that. But the reality is if you develop these approaches and discriminations, you can see with increased clarity the difference between when you're going to be spending money and when you're going to be investing it by even understanding the people that you're working with and understanding how to assess them. So that's another whole course that I teach, understanding reliability, dependability of people, trustworthiness. That's an, those are amorphous concepts. But You know, you can lose a lot of money by investing time or money in the wrong people.
0: Absolutely. And so many
1: people think businesses are about business when they're really about people. I often share that businesses are the manifestations of people. People are not the manifestations of businesses. And so by understanding the foundation and the people that you're involved with, You'll be more finally able to understand when you're spending versus when you're investing, when you're in the right relationship when you're versus when you're in the wrong relationship. And I found, sadly, that 95% of the people in the world have, unfortunately, things that are not truly investable. And statistically, that means you're going to be disappointed a lot. But the 5% who really know how to consistently show up, follow up, keep their word, and behave reciprocally, which is what people are really looking for. See, I quantify everything. And that is one of the facets that you need to look for. If you can get involved with those people, you will be stronger because ultimately a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And if you get involved with a weak link, it will weaken you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And our audience And I know as they're listening to these episodes, especially this one in particular, they're taking notes. They're writing down notes, who's part of their team, and assess the team members. Assess who you're working with. If there is a weak link, you need to get rid of them ASAP.
1: Well, I I would just say that no one is perfect, so I try to cut people a little slack. If you can educate them, and they're coachable, and you can help them and improve... For me, that's even more satisfying. But if they're not coachable, there you go. And sometimes it's timing, and later on they'll be more coachable. They've had to have a few more failures under their belt to realize I'm not getting the results I, I need. But we're all interdependent, we're all interlinked, we're all connected. And I give talks on the connecting aspects as well because that's ultimately where you start to have a force multiplier. I'm privileged now to know people who have millions of people in their networks. And, and I could pick up the phone, and if I want to force multiply myself or a client, I can get them to the right people that will leapfrog them ahead of where they would traditionally be through that second facet from the problem-solving to the connecting abilities. And, and so that's what I'm proud of. I've, after all these years, I started to, for myself, see how to you know, basically get the clarity, get the precision, and get the sequencing down so that I solve the problems and connect people and optimize the results they're seeking to achieve.
0: And this is a process that we could use over and over and over again.
1: It's, it's replicatable, but the amazing thing is it applies to any field. And, and I've done it, and I've done it now so fluidly and so many times that people are quite astonished at how quickly this can happen for them.
0: It's pretty impressive now what you do.
1: Well, thank you. But like I said, it took a lot of time.
0: Share some parting words with our audience.
1: Well, I think the most thing is not to lose hope. Uh, People basically, um, I think, get frustrated and quit too early. There's that old saying about being three feet from gold. And and so to recognize that failure is not failure, it's part of the success process. And the setbacks, like with my own life, will teach you the things not to do. But where I can help you is that I've made many mistakes and I've learned from my mistakes. And so I can basically help guide people to you know not go that direction don't go down that road but you know here's a more simplified uh, amplified way to achieve the reach and results that will fulfill you create the lifestyle that you're seeking and have it much earlier than maybe you had even envisioned and and that to me gives me the greatest joy
0: we are going to have your contact information under our show notes for the episode well thank you but if somebody wanted to contact you directly how would they get a hold of you
1: Right, sure. Well the best way is that uh, I, I have my website, it's worldclassconnections.com, And uh, within that you can authenticate me, learn more about the kinds of people I work with. But you know, provided the person has the right mindset, uh, I'm 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 very open to working with people at all walks because I had to start somewhere too. Uh, I can also say I, I finally caved in and joined social media to a very <laughs> limited extent because while most people were seeking that, that as a holy grail for me, I couldn't be inundated with the amount of people that I know come to me because I seem to have these approaches that are successful. So i, I finally on LinkedIn, and, and if people want to connect with me there, that's another way to go.
0: That's fantastic. And I have to mention, too, Neil, that you are an international speaker,
1: well, thank you. That's happening uh, even as we speak. Uh, now it's uh, uh, actually on the this next year, I'm going to be doing a lot more of it. I'm getting those invitations. It's very gratifying. And to join masterminds and to join some of the most successful people in the world or be invited to be participate with them, it's very gratifying. And I would throw out that for anyone who becomes a specialist and uses these techniques and approaches in their own field you can think about that too. You write your book, the next thing you're, you're seen as an expert and as an expert, you're sought out and there are ways to accelerate your abilities to then get into speaking engagements, develop a whole second income and, and have a lot of satisfaction in helping a lot more people through what you're passionate and purposeful about.
0: Thank you so much. It has truly been a privilege to have you on the show.
1: It's been a privilege to be here and have you as my lawyer.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you again, Neil. Thank you. And I just want to say that you can actually contact the show through our app. We do have an app, it's called Go Legal Yourself. Make sure you go to your app stores, download the app directly. And when you download the app as a free gift, you can actually get an ebook copy of my book go legal yourself it has become bestseller on amazon do yourself a favor arm yourself with knowledge and having a guide for entrepreneurs i wish i had one there when i was
1: (laughs) i want to buy three copies for my friends Can when I get a discount if I do that?
0: Absolutely, uh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes, and, and it truly is a wonderful read. It's, it's it what, 130 pages, it's, if that.
1: It's not the amount of pages. <laughs> it's the ease of reading it because of the way you've segmented and broken these down, things down into your own system that's easily ascertainable, and, and um, it's, it's very memorable in terms of the simplicity of the principles that you cover. So on many levels here, it's a really great book.
0: Thank you. Wow, I wasn't expecting that, but great plug. Thank you, Neil. (laughs) And remember, the only way you do become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law, and it has been a pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.